Let's talk a little bit today about what God says about shielding children. The world, and even a few Christians, sometimes claim that sheltering or protecting our children from temptation actually weakens them and makes them more susceptible to falling away from God, especially when they leave the family nest. Often when this criticism is leveled, it is directed toward families who school their children at home. I mean, not always, but often. And no one argues children should live in a compound or should be locked up 24-7 inside the walls of a home. The real question is this. Does God recommend exposing our kids to the evils of the world in order to somehow build up some kind of immunity? Uh, Does bad company make one stronger against evil? I mean, the word shelter, let's explore that first before we jump in. To shelter means to, of course, protection, cover, refuge, a safe haven. The word shelter is used in the Bible 15 times, and no verse uses the term shelter as something that should be avoided, but rather in such context as this, like, let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy, and may you shelter them that those who love your name may exalt in you. For it is you who blesses a righteous man, O Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield. James 5, 11 and 12. So here's, here's what God says on that topic. Does bad company make one stronger against evil? Like, you know, practice or whatever. So 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three, a very familiar verse to many of you is, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Okay, it doesn't help you to build good morals. Bad company actually corrupts good morals. So says God. Also, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. It's not that the companion of fools will gain strength and skills in resisting all kinds of evils. No, it says they will suffer harm. Another verse is 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18, that says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Almighty God. 2 Corinthians six fourteen through 18. God says winning our war against Satan is accomplished using the following tools. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand 
firm, therefore, having girded your loins with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. I mean, there's the weaponry. It's not that you're so exposed to evil that you gain some kind of immunity to it. It is that you have on the full armor of God. That's what strengthens us. That's what strengthens our children. If I were to list every person I could think of who I have seen fallen away in my lifetime, I could probably come up with a hundred names. For every 100 children who have left God, you'd be hard pressed to find even one who left because their environment was too good or that they were too protected and kept too safe. The numbers say the opposite of the claim. We are losing our kids by sheltering them. So where does the claim children go into sin because they are overprotected come from? While wisdom shouts for us to use the armor of God, Satan whispers, don't protect them. Don't provide them shelter from my fiery darts. I wish there was such a thing as being able to fully shelter my children. Even as a homeschooling parent, the poorest parenting decisions I ever made fell under the category of not protecting my children enough. I homeschooled for 13 years, but the truth is once school was out, my children rubbed elbows with worldly kids out in the neighborhood. Unfortunately, you couldn't completely shelter your children even if you tried. But try we must with everything that is in us. So do not shelter or protect your children from knowing how much you love them. Do not protect your children from the acknowledgement of your own imperfections and mistakes. Do not shelter them from challenges or hard work or decision making or sacrifice or necessary confrontations or standing alone. Do not protect your children from consequences or n noticing the consequences of sin in others' lives. Do not shelter your children from the realization of which teachings are false teachings. Instead, compare what God says with what man says in Scripture on every topic. Do not shelter children from people from other ethnicities or cultures. Do not protect children from people that come from different income levels. Do not shelter them from being around people that are grieving or even people that are dying. So certainly there are all kinds of things that we should never shelter our children from or protect them from. But do your very best to shelter and protect your children from the following. Sin in media, websites, movies, books, music, magazines, and television shows that are essentially advertising from the enemy of their souls. Do your very best to shelter and protect your children from evil companions, wearing immodest clothing, 
protect them from manipulative, seductive people. I mean, teachers with questionable agendas, flirtatious coaches, etc. Shelter and protect your children from self-centeredness, from wasting their time, from misplacing their priorities. Shelter them from laziness. Shelter them from having everything they want. Shelter them from the habit of gossip. Of course, no amount of sheltering takes away the free will of any child. But with some creativity, I believe that one can provide for their children a very active social life while putting forth our most conscientious efforts to provide an environment where souls can flourish. And, you know, we touched on, before I close here, we touched on the protection against media and especially online electronic media. So if you you heard nothing else, take this to heart, my friends. Get the best anti-pornography software that money can buy. Research it. Look at the reviews. Find what works. Evil companions, more often than not, are virtual at this present age. So... Whether they're in person or virtual, protect those kids from the darkness. This is your assignment as a parent is to provide for them the most encouraging environment possible. And I pray that your work will bear much spiritual fruit in the hearts of these children that you love. Thanks for listening.